Hello and welcome to episode 11, your go-to gear of the 1-160 of the second photography podcast. Today I'm lucky enough to be joined by Ben again. And Ben, would you just like to quickly introduce yourself for those listeners who haven't heard one of your previous episodes? Hello, my name is Ben. I'm a photographer and videographer and I've been uh, doing that for around 10 years now. And in my spare time, I'm also a keen photo editor. Thanks, Ben. So today we're talking about your go-to gear. And some time ago, I did say I would bring along my new camera and we could have a talk about that. So I'm going to now unveil it. For suspense reasons, I've not let Ben see this new camera. It's exciting. Uh, But I'm going to let him see it today. So he hasn't seen it. You at home can't see it because this is a podcast. But I'm going to get it out. And I'm going to hand it to Ben. There you go, Ben. And Ben, I just want you to describe it to the listeners, please. Um, and Ben, don't hold back with your feelings on it. Just tell it how it is. It looks um, well, it looks quite retro. It's certainly got the um, the old Cybershot feel and look to it. Um, I've not actually seen one of these before. Let's turn it on. That's uh, when did when did this come out? So this camera was released, I think, in two thousand and three. So it's fifteen years old. It's a Minolta Demarge Seven I. I don't know if I is important compared to the just the seven. It is uh, a stunning five megapixels. Five megapixels. Yes, that's correct. It's not. Um... Obviously, now looking at it with what we use today, it is quite dated, but I do like the look of it. It's got a very, um, I don't know how to describe it, sort of like an old low-tech feel to it, um, which I like. Quite stark colours and uh, sharp angles. Yeah, it's it's quite ugly, I would say. Well, there's beauty and ugliness. Um, I think for, if um, at the time, this would have been a great little camera. Um, unfortunately now though as I said it is uh, quite quite dated but I think for a starter camera for someone it would be good and it does have uh, a screen on the back which is very useful thank you see this I paid 20 quid for this on eBay um, I think even delivery was like four pounds. I didn't pay too much, but it goes from twenty-eight millimeter to two hundred millimeter. So it's a really versatile lens. It's got macro capabilities. The it's got an EVF. Can you believe in two thousand three you can have an EVF? And amazingly, it switches when you put your eye to it, like modern cameras do. Um, it shoots raw. We can see histogram details in it. Um, we've got full manual control, um, although actually setting things is, is, can be quite a challenge. We've got a top LCD plate, we've got an onboard flash, quite a chunky grip. Um, so for, oh it does take video but I, I really wouldn't bother, it's got autofocus. So I'm in aperture priority at the moment. I would call this an ISO 100 camera. You would not really go above 100 on this. You get terrible images. But you get quite good images. 
And the reason I bought it was because it's quite a small lightweight camera and it can go up to 200. This is quite a good sort of carry round camera. I'm not going to be too worried about it getting stolen. No one's going to steal this. <laughs> not too worried about it getting damaged. But it does make a, a, a camera that would cover this range. It would be quite expensive now and for 20 quid I don't mind taking a punt and giving it a go. But yeah, I'm quite happy with it. The other yeah, good thing... £20 is not bad, is it? The other good thing for travel, let's just turn it off, is it runs off four AA batteries. I put four rechargeables in there. Um, so I can always get some batteries for it if I take it out on my travel. So I think really the point of bringing this today is to sort of talk about... I've talked about the features of this camera and we often talk about features and, and where features can get us, but it's quite surprising that an, a camera from 2003 has features you would expect on today's yeah, cameras definitely. and features that have only just come out on some cameras, like an EVF, um, good access to rechargeable batteries, shooting raw, a good focal range, it's got a lens hood, it's and it starts at 2.8 and goes to 3.5 for its aperture. It's not, I don't think it's a big sensor, but it can still let in quite a lot of light. So this works with Lightroom, it's compatible Lightroom because I've put some images in there. They're not the best of images, but most likely travel photos are just gonna end up on the web. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter too much. So that was quite, anything you wanna say before I put that down? Um, I think with the battery situation, it's very good. Mm. Um, Obviously, modern cameras don't really run on double A's. Uh, I mean, I've got a battery grip with the where you can put double A's mm. in it, but not everyone has one of those. And if you haven't got your, say, your Canon battery charger and access to a plug socket, and you run out of batteries, then you could be in trouble. But double A's, you can just get those. You can get a pack of twenty at Poundland, and it'll get you through the day if needs be. Yeah, and unless other, other discount shops are available. <laughs> Thank you for putting that in. In, for our non-UK listeners, Poundland is a shop where everything is one pound. Although sometimes it's not, strangely, in Poundland. No, four or five pounds, which is false advertising. Yeah, I, I complete, I'm always shocked when I go in there and it's something that isn't a pound. The other good thing about it... Well, the, the, the other thing about charging is now... Some cameras will charge off USB, which means you can take those massive USB bricks with you. Yeah. Um, which is quite good. But yeah, nothing beats 4AA. So I brought that along just to talk about gear, really. And it's interesting because I have gear for certain... I have cameras and lenses for certain scenarios. This will be something I would take on my holiday. And I'm not going to take a big DSLR on holiday with six lenses. I'm going to take one camera that has a good zoom range, can cover all eventualities, and is quite lightweight. With that in mind, Ben, what gear do you use all the time? You definitely use all the time. It is, it's now my graphics tablet and laptop. Um, I only got my graphics tablet uh, in summer of last year, and it's been just a complete game changer. Made things so much easier, and I feel I'm doing uh, the best work I've ever done with it. Uh, in terms of like camera equipment, the cam cameras do change from time to time. But the one lens, like I said in the previous one, I've got is uh, fifteen to eighty-five mil, which I'll use that all the time. That is 
a great great lens i love it last time we spoke about that when i went home i looked up the cost of that it's a really expensive lens yeah i'll just get it I think it, when I looked on Amazon, it's about 600, 600 pounds. Let's have a look at this. So it's quite a heft. So Ben's handed it to me. Um, I've never used this or, or seen it before. So it's quite a hefty lens. It's um, 72 millimeter um, thread at the front. I would say it's not plasticky, but it's not all metal, is it? It's no. a bit of a mix there. And you've got night, no, just check them on. The right setting quite a smooth um, zoom range it's nice that it's got a scale on and does it have full-time manual focusing yeah so what I can do without breaking Ben's lens is mm. I can it's on autofocus but I can still do some manual focus I see it's got macro how good's the macro it's all right I don't use it for that though I've got a macro lens before macro, the closest focus is 0.6 meters. So I wouldn't have thought you'd be getting hugely close on this. Well, that's a, that's a nice lens. Yeah, I suppose, and this covers quite a lot of, quite a big focal range, doesn't it? Yeah. So on an APS-C, that's going to be approximately 24 to 105-ish, 24 to 130-ish with the crop factor in APS-C. Yeah. Lovely. I'm going to hand that back now to Ben. Cool. He's going to put it away rather than me drop it. So that's your go-to photography lens. And what camera is that on? That is on... Well, the one I have here is a 600D. Um, it was used quite extensively on a 7D as well. Has hmm. the 600D got a flip-out screen? It does indeed, yes. Oh, that's lucky there. Very, uh, yeah, that's really good. Flip when you're getting screen. very low angle shots, that's uh, a lifesaver. Is that a touch screen? Uh, no, it's not. Okay, yeah, flip out screen is very good. So that's your sort of go to, and that covers most of your, your work, does it? Yeah, well, that, um, the 85 lens, the 50mm I've got on, and I've got, like I said, I've got macro in there as well, and like we mentioned the last time, my least used lens is uh, this big one, this 300. Uh, okay. Right, so we've got the 70 to 300. It's got two stabilizing modes. What's the difference, Ben? Um, just extra sensitivity at long range. And this does macro at 1.5 meters. I wouldn't class 1.5 meters <laughs> no, as macro. I wouldn't either. Ah, lovely. Oh, and it's got a lock. Do you get much lens creep on these lenses? Um, I've not found that I do now. Um, but as I, as I said, this one is my least used lens. So, uh, hopefully soon, like when I move, I'm going to be utilising it a bit more, maybe for wildlife stuff. So mm. we'll find out then after it's set up for a while. Oh, that's good. So, are there any com any combination of that kit that you use for a specific specific task? Uh. Or was there times when you'd use certain cut over another? Well, with the um, certain things like product photography, um, I generally use um, the macro lens. Mm. The stuff I've done is, uh, some uh, example is like some beard oils. So I want to get nice and close in the bottle, get all the details and 
get a nice golden glow coming through the liquid inside. So macro for that definitely. But portrait or just general people is usually the 50 or the 85 mil. Yeah, I think I I've got kit that I use for different scenarios. So for portrait, I use um, my 5D and I use an 85 millimeter lens. Or if I know it's going to be more environmental portrait, I'll probably use a 50 millimeter. And I've recently invested in a 200 millimeter, which sadly I've not had chance to use properly because it's so using it indoors is incredibly restrictive. Yeah, because you can't back up enough. But when I do sort of street or travel photography, or we go out as a family and I take a camera with me, there's no way I'm going to be taking out a DSLR with a big lens on. So, I mean, I mainly have primes, so there's no way the flexibility, you don't have a great deal of flexibility with primes. So I wouldn't want to take a DSLR and three lenses out. So I generally take a Fuji X100 out or maybe, maybe even a compact camera. So for me, it does depend on the sort of scenario. The DSLR is so versatile that it's brilliant, but the downside of it is just the weight. Yeah. The weight is so big. The weight and all the peripherals. Let's talk about your gear that never lets you down or has rarely let you down. Have you got any gear that you know just isn't going to let you down in a certain scenario? Um, I think definitely the laptop and uh, my graphics tablet. Obviously laptops can break down. Thankfully, uh, touch wood, I've not had any problems with it yet. Nothing's... Nothing's ever really let me down. Um, I did buy some batteries off eBay. I think they were dodgy because they hold charge for maybe 10 minutes and take five hours to charge. So that's only really been the thing that's let me down. But then that was because I was just wanting to get some cheap batteries. I've never, I've never really had anything let me down. I've, I've never even had a, a memory card fail. I, I know I will at some point. I know I will have a memory card fail, but I've never had an, anything like that. But the only thing I found quite annoying is I did a shoot with my Fuji and I wanted to do a flash with it and the flash packed up because it was a small flash. It, was, it used AAA batteries so I didn't get many shots with that which was really annoying whereas I knew if I took my DSLR and the DSLR flash I wouldn't have had that problem. Yeah, It would have been it would have worked and it would have been really reliable. So I think camera-wise, I know my DSLR won't let me down. I know the batteries will last a long time. And I know I can operate it really quickly due to all the controls on the outside. And I'm I'm well practiced with it, so I'm, I'm really confident with that. And in terms of flash, the bigger the flash for me, the, the less likely it is to, to let me down. Um, and so that's quite, I think I learned a lesson that day about yeah. what to sort of take. It was an important shoot for me, so I should have really <laughs> taken the DSLR and just hulked it about. Yeah, camera equipment doesn't seem to have the, should we say, planned obsolescence as other tech. Um, you get a camera, if you keep it in the right condition, it will last you a lifetime. And yeah, better, better versions will be released, but cameras don't really degrade in the way like say mobile phones do or uh, games consoles or laptops mm. like um, 
uh, it's just come out that Apple have been intentionally slowing down older model iPhones to make you upgrade for the new ones. So you don't get that with cameras, which is a good thing. No, the lens is the key thing, really. Unless, you know, our television soon switch to 8K and everyone needs 8K, Im- you know, 8K imagery, I think most most cameras are going to do fine. Most of the stuff is consumed on the web. Yeah. Most people's monitors are HD, if that's. So, yeah, stuff taken on mobile phones is, is suitable. Video taken on mobile phones is suitable. It's going to be very unlikely that you're going to need to up the quality, really. I completely agree with that. So, what's your, if you had to pick your top three bits of gear, what would you pick? Top three. I suppose you've got to include the camera in that. Um, I would include a camera with the 85mm lens, personally. Um, the camera, interchangeable, really, but as long as it's a camera that fits. My laptop, because obviously I need that for editing photos, and either, well, can I bundle memory card in with the camera? You, I'm not going to too strictly hold you to your three items, so that, that, that's fine. Obviously you need memory card for using the camera, but I use them as uh, mini hard drives as well, so my photography projects I keep on separate SD cards, so I don't have to keep getting the, lap, the hard drive out. As well as that, I would say my graphics tablet. I don't think I could go back to editing with a mouse without after using that now. Hmm. Speaking of the graphics tablet, I'm left-handed, but I use a mouse in my right hand because every time I've sat down on a computer over my it's lifetime, always on the right. it's always on the right. So I have a graphics tablet, so I I can edit with the graphic, the pen in my left hand, and the mouse in my right hand, and and go quite quickly like that. So all I have to do is just move the pen off the tablet, and I, it doesn't interfere with the mouse then, which is quite good. I think my top three would be. Canon 5D, the Canon 85mm f1.8 lens, and Lightroom. The reason being, I use Lightroom for all my editing. I don't really do that much Photoshop, even for portraits. I tend to do most of it in Lightroom, and I find Lightroom incredibly powerful. And in another episode of this podcast, we will probably talk about Lightroom extensively. But I find Lightroom really powerful and I find most of my images get edited to some degree um, even if it's just looking at the black and white so Lightroom is quite key and I say Lightroom is almost as key as a camera but within Lightroom you can look at how much you can look at the picture breakdown by lenses Yeah. and when I've done that the vast majority of my pictures have been taken on the 5D and the vast majority of those pictures have been taken with the 85mm lens that tends to be my go-to lens because I tend to do a lot of portrait work so those three things would have to be my top two go-to gears really that I use all the time um, and I rely on so we've talked about your go-to gear do check us out on Facebook remember we are this podcast can be found on iTunes if you listen to your podcast that way And join us for episode 12, Realising Your Image Ideas. Thank you so much for listening and goodbye.